This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Strike your colors, you brazen winch. Cause this be Brazen Winch Productions. Arr! Project Continuum, Senate Subcommittee Mission Log, Audio Version. Senators, please remember, this recording is classified top secret, Mobius, and the content should not be removed from these secured chambers. No recording devices, cell phones, or other copying devices are permitted while this audio is playing. Upon completion, please return the container of the recording to the courier. Transcripts provided are for your eyes only. Mission 215-735, Fighters of Fu. The following is recorded from the Continuum Base, Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana. Chrono anomaly detected. Chrono anomaly detected. What in God's name? Sally, what in Sam Hill is going on? A chrono anomaly has been detected, General. At 3.30 in the morning? Anomalies are not cognizant of human sleep patterns, General. I'm not quite cognizant either. Well... I assume the rest of the team is up. I'll suspend alarm and tell everyone to hit the briefing room. Go, General. Good morning, everyone. Hope you've all had your coffee. It should be against the law to be woken up this early. Come on. Buzz, I'm sure you remember basic. Reveille? At least that was at 4.45 in the morning. And I'm not in the military anymore, Colonel Flyboy. I don't have to get up before 5 a.m. anymore. Well, as you all know, Sally detected a strange anomaly, and we've been able to analyze the data. You squints never sleep, do you? Oh yes, Buzz. We spend all of our waking hours in our labs with our tubes and gizmos while you all sleep your cares away. I knew it! If I may? Sorry, Doctor. Yes, so it appears this anomaly occurs on April 18, 1942. What's changed? The Doolittle Raid. Oh, no. What's the Doolittle Raid? It was the United States' immediate response to Pearl Harbor. After the Japanese bombed Pearl, the U.S. sent 16 B-25s to the Western Pacific Ocean on the aircraft carrier, the USS Hornet. Once they launched, they dropped bombs on Tokyo and other strategic locations in Japan. It didn't really do much material damage, but the psychological effects were huge. Well, for the U.S., it was a huge morale boost after the decimation of Pearl Harbor. For the Japanese, it showed them for the first time that their mainland was vulnerable to U.S. attacks. So if it never happens... Then the Japanese remain emboldened by their superiority. 
The doubt in their military leaders isn't seeded, and Admiral Yamamoto isn't pushed into the fateful mistake of trying to take Midway, which was one of the U.S. Navy's biggest victories in the war. So, huge impact then. To say the least. So, what's the anomaly? In the animalic version, Doolittle's mission fails because his B-25s are surrounded by Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters give away their position, and they're destroyed by Japan before ever reaching the Japanese mainland. What the heck are Foo Fighters? Dr. Scherzberg? It's a phenomenon reported as early as 1941. Strange balls of glowing objects that are faster than any aircraft at the time that follow and interact with the aircraft. While the word Foo is utter nonsense, it doesn't really mean anything. The term Foo Fighter was coined by a radar operator, Donald Myers, to describe the fast-moving objects. What were they? It's uncertain. Some theories include electrostatic discharge. St. Elmo's fire. Yes. While other theories include ball lightning and a possible Nazi secret weapon. Of course, we know of another possibility. Bogies. Or the other guys. Sounds more like the bogies. The Titans seem to be more go big or go home type. Fair enough. If it's okay with you all, Shran and I still have some work to do with the H artifact. And... I'm basically useless in a war zone. I don't see the need for an archaeologist on this mission. Agreed. For the rest of you, your orders are to investigate the Foo Fighters and, if necessary, eliminate the Foo Fighters that menaced the Doolittle Raid. We have arrived on target, April 18th, 1942. Stealth mode, Lieutenant Cox. Oh, we got company. Balls of light. The Foo Fighters. Trying to get a fix on them. Geez Louise, these buggers are fast. They don't look like bogeys or the ships we saw at Puma Punku. No, those aren't Titan ships. Whoa, a little too close for comfort there. I've got nothing. Nothing on the scope says they're metallic or at least any sort of metal we've ever seen before. Could they be energy-based? Checking. Yes, it appears they're energy. I've seen ball lightning. This isn't ball lightning. No, there's an intelligence to this. Radar is picking up Doolittle's aircraft carrier protein. Doolittle's raid. We're running out of time. I'm doing everything I can, but they're on my tail. I can't shake them. Uh, guys. Not now, Ace. Denise, can we fire a Tesla bolt? Negative, Colonel. I can't get a lock. That one almost clipped us. They're too fast to outmaneuver. Guys. One second, Ace. Sally, what do you got? I have no readings on the phenomenon, Colonel. Well, 
My readings say they're trying to force us down! Motive of the anomaly is not ascertainable at this time. Tell that to them! They're getting closer, Colonel! What if we take them higher? Head to low orbit. Colonel, no! What is it, Ace? Colonel, I believe the Foo Fighters are us! What? From the creators of Continuum Force comes a spine-tingling horror audio fiction, Vampires of Whitechapel. Come into the world of Ariana Grayson, an FBI agent who tracked down the serial killer, Alistair the Annihilator, only to discover he is a real vampire, sired by the infamous Jack the Ripper, and he has been hunting her. Vampires of Whitechapel, available on Apple Podcasts, Google, and wherever else you listen to your favorite audio fiction podcasts. What do you mean it's us? Sir, Lieutenant Cox and I completely redesigned the CTC string drive from ground up for more efficiency. Right. This new design requires a very sensitive calibration to establish longer, more stable strings. I think I know where you're going with this. Quickly, ladies. If our power settings are out of alignment by just a micron, it could cause a non-linear electrostatic discharge. An electro whoozy whatsy? It's a similar to St. Elmo's fire, but it's locked to the time-space continuum. Then how is it we're here before we're here? Colonel, this is an effect cause versus cause then effect. As it's non-linear, it could be reacting through time from our mission to Pumapunku, to the mission here, to a mission we haven't even taken yet. It's rippling through time like a massive wave. A wave that wants to rush over us. A time tsunami. No, not exactly, but... Let's go with that. Okay, how do we fix it? We can't. At least not right now. Now that I know the effect exists, I can calibrate for it, but not before Doolittle's B-25s get here. It's almost time for them to launch. Okay, we have to occupy that Japanese ship. What? I can barely keep us in the air! Ace, will the Foo Fighters continue to follow us if we're in stealth? They should, but I truly don't know. Cox, do you have a fix on the Japanese ship? Affirmative. Buzz, head straight for it. I'll try. Cox, engage stealth. They're definitely following. I think we made them angry. They're none of them, Buzz. They're just static electricity. Again, tell them that. Ah! Closing on the Japanese ship. They're firing on us. Not on us, them. I thought you said they weren't them. Hold it together, Buzz. Good thing Eli stayed back on this one. He'd be looking for a barf bag right now. Um, what about those barf bags? Sir, it appears Doolittle's B-25s have launched on schedule. Our food's helping detect the ship. And even better, our light show has knocked out all communication in the area. The static charge is jamming them. So the Japanese can't warn of the pending attack. Hold on just a bit longer, Buzz. It'd be nice if the foods wouldn't fly so close to us. We're getting caught up in the flak. Damage? Minimal. Core system's intact. For now! Where are Doolittle's Raiders? They've crossed into Japan, and they're beginning their run, sir. Buzz, get us out of here. You don't have to tell me twice, Commander. So the Foo Fighters weren't the bogeys after all? No, ma'am. It appeared to be some strange anomaly caused by our new CTC device system. But how do you explain the number of sightings that have gone on for years and years? 
Heck, they're still reported from time to time. Even astronauts report them. We think it's a ripple we caused. But why do they interact with aircraft other than the bee? I can't answer that, sir. Perhaps they're attracted to the machinery? But what about the Battle of Los Angeles? The what? In 1942, the 37th Coast Artillery Brigade began firing at an object in the sky they believed to be some sort of an attack. For three hours, the anti-aircraft battery shot at swarms of strange lights. What they thought were enemy planes. Whatever it was up there, escaped. There are no planes in the air before the object was discovered. So if it's attracted to machinery, there was no machinery up there for them to flock to. I... I don't know. Do we know for sure it was us? Cox? Colonel, calibrations have been set and properly tested. We saw no evidence of the phenomenon. We should be good to travel now. What do you think, General? A little trip to L.A. in 1942? Absolutely not. Sir? With all the artillery thrown up in the sky that night, uh, there's no way the bee will get out of there unscathed. So we'll never be certain it was us. I think Ace and I are pretty certain it was the nonlinear electrostatic discharge. It was there, Colonel. It followed us. It's the only logical answer. When it comes to the UFO business, honey, nothing is logical. Don't call me honey. And I certainly don't need you mansplaining UFOs to me. I've been right there on those missions with you and have as much experience in dealing with them as you do. Sorry, sheesh. The Battle of Los Angeles is too dangerous to investigate, and we haven't seen any sort of evidence to suggest that there have been any anomalies caused by it, even if it were the bogeys. Or the Titans. Good work, team. At least the Doolittle situation was resolved. Now, can we all go get some sleep? End of record. Please return the audio file containment device to the courier upon exiting the secured room. Continuum Force was created by Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment. If you like this program and would like it to continue, please consider joining our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to exclusive Patreon content, behind-the-scenes interviews and footage, as well as early delivery of new episodes and access to episodes that won't be released to the public. The part of Connor Dannard was played by Marcus Sally. Buzz Borman was played by J.C. Delatore. Eli was played by Dr. Scott Vigay. Sharon was played by Debbie Vigay. Denise Cox was played by Rita Delatore. CTC Sally was voiced by Calliope Collicott. Ace Barber was played by Jesse Johnson. Usamara Alala was played by Amy Seville. General Shaughnessy was played by Boyd Barrett. This episode was written by Dr. Scott Vigay and JC Delatore. It was produced and directed by J.C. Delatore. Sound design and editing by Chris Green. This episode is a work of fiction. Any similarities to the living or dead, past or present, is purely coincidental. Historical figures' events are a mixture of real history and fictionalized content. Foo Fighters were indeed a real phenomenon that plagued our fighter planes and bombers during World War II. We encourage you to go to your local library and learn more about the Doolittle Raid, Foo Fighters, and many other historical events. Until next time, thank you for listening to Continuum Force.